What is going on? What is going on? Welcome to welcome back to another podcast episode of Car Sales 101. Told y'all I'd be back this week. Um, been a rough ride at my dealership. I'm still down to one manager, which is me, and I've been doing everything from appraisals to desking deals. Uh, we have a solid finance department, which is finally a refreshing thing for me. But I've been doing mostly all of the stuff that needs to do. Plus, we're going on from a, we're going through a database change, so we're going from Vin Solution to Elites. So y'all all know how that. If you've gone through that, y'all all know how that might be. So I did rec- start recording this podcast, and the funny thing is, I said while I was recording that podcast, my wife's going to call in, and I'm I'm going to have to stop and cancel the podcast. So I had to do that. So now I'm back again. I don't even remember what I said, but I remember the topic of what I was talking about. So with that being said, y'all know where to find me uh, on Facebook, Tony Story, S-T-O-R-I-E. Find me on Instagram at TNTDad2728. And you can find me on LinkedIn, Tony in parentheses, Anthony, last name, Story, S-T-O-R-I-E. All right, if you get great information out of this, you absolutely love it, give me a five-star review, share it with somebody. Um, Just do whatever you can to get in the hands of other people. If you don't like it, I don't care. But let me know. Tell me what you don't like about it. Give me information to make myself better, uh, uh, more knowledgeable, a better speaker, whatever it may be. But understand, guys, I record this on my phone with the uh, earbuds in my ear, but not the earbuds. I got the actual mic, uh, the ones that, you know, you have the, uh, the, not the wireless ones, but the um, headphones, because that actually sounds a little bit better. So, sorry for all the ums, I just get lost in what I'm going to say. So here we go. So the other day I had a a salesperson or somebody about to get into sales private message me in Facebook and asked me, you know, he's leaving the jewelry business and he said, you know, what's the one piece of advice you could give me? You know, if I was, since I'm starting out and I said, besides everything else I've ever said, the main piece of advice I give you is work the service department. So the name of this podcast episode is going to be called Service to Sales for the simple fact is, is I think that is a key uh, place where you can get a lot of your car deals. It's leads that you don't have to pay for. They probably write up five to 10 more times uh, ROs or deals that you, than you write up a month. So with that being said, that's the key prime place. This is real people, customers that come in. So three ways you could, or two ways you could do it. Well, several ways you could do it. One of the ways is, is make sure that you see, if I was to go back to sales, this, this is how I would do it because I wouldn't even take an internet lead because not saying internet leads are junk but you know I I facilitate internet departments I know a lot about them I know how to you know um, get the customer intrigued get them into the dealership am I, am I, am I gonna have the best and the highest closing percentage no I'm usually average 12 to 15 um, there's really no that I can't tell you there's that golden nugget to get anybody in the dealership but it just takes persistency and, and being transparent on the internet leads, but let's go to service. So if I had to go back to it all and I had to go sell back to selling cars, and I've been asked this several times or I tell people this several times, I would definitely go back to the service department and I would sell cars that way. And I would make sure the dealership that I came to work for had an auto uh, or data mining tool, whether it be Automotive Mastermind, uh, Data Miner, uh, Auto Alert, or whatever the tools that are out there, or the CRM if it has a, a automotive uh, data miner too. So with that being said, that's one of the tools I would use and I would make sure I would get every orphan customer possible. Another way I would do it is I'd make sure I go talk to every each one of my service advisors, make sure it's okay with the dealership that I give them a bogey or I give them a, a, a $100 referral for every customer to send to me. 
because that's how they're going to like you and also check with the service manager and make sure it's okay with them too. Another thing I would also tell the manager, the sales manager, the GSM or whatever maybe, I would ask them if I could be a uh, vehicle exchange liaison or a vehicle exchange manager or vehicle exchange salesperson. So I'd directly just work over there and nothing else. I would trade, I would appraise every vehicle that comes through. So, and then also I'd get with the used car manager, look at the key, key vehicles he's looking to refresh his inventory with. You know, if it's CPO units or if he's looking for these specific units for, for specific customers, I would make sure I got with him too. And those are, the, those are the areas that I would knock out first before I even started anything, okay? Um, I know if you're new into sales, this might be kind of hard because you're kind of afraid to talk to some of the people, whereas some managers can be um, overbearing or, or you can be very afraid to talk to them. So don't be afraid to talk to them. They want to sell cars, and that's their key job. And I think if you present it the right way, you become very valuable to the dealership. So with that being said, the way you kind of do this, as I call it service to sales, the service department, so sales departments sell the first car at any dealership. Service sells all other cars after that. But with you doing service to sales, an automotive, like a data mining tool, allows you to see most of the time what service appointments are coming into the dealership of customers that have purchased from you and it shows what they did on their last deal because it taps into the DS DMS which is going to be you know CDK or Reynolds and Reynolds or whatever DMS you use it taps into that and it looks at what their uh, previous loan was and does a duplicate close to that uh, with the MS MSRP or vehicle price or whatnot that is very similar to that okay so that's what you really need to pay attention to and, and have a key key understanding of, okay? So once you do that, you can you get information in those customers. You want to call them the day before that they come into the dealership or if they're not coming to the dealership and you're giving orphan customers, you know, call that customer. Say, hey, this is such and such at ABC Honda. I just wanted to let you know uh, I'm, I'm calling to update my database and it looks like you own a 2016 Honda Accord. Just want to make sure you're still owning that vehicle. Yeah, okay, cool. Based on my records, it looks like you have 42,000 miles on that vehicle. Is that correct? Well, no, I actually have 40, 40, 43,255. Okay. And the last time you were here for service, you just basically got a regular maintenance and an oil change. Um, other than that, it looks like everything's good. Um, is, that, is, that, is that all sound right to you? And the customers go, yeah, that sounds right to me. Well, the other main reason my call is, is basically my pre-owned manager is looking for vehicles uh, for his pre-owned inventory. And based on some data information that I have, it looks like I can keep you close to or at the same payment or even reduce your payment just based on some of the stuff that you've told me. Um, would, now, with that being said, is that something you'd like to take advantage of? Because I have a couple available appointments this week, you know, for Tuesday or Thursday, but I can always check my schedule to clear it to see if there's any other days that you can come in. So what time does Tuesday and Thursday sound? How does that sound? What date? What time on those Tuesday days sounds good for you, morning, afternoon, or evening? Um, and forget, don't forget, guys, I'm kind of spitting this off the top of my head. Um, and then at that point in time, they'll narrow you down or they'll give you the objection or so on and so forth. Or they'll tell you just, you know, certain things. Uh, maybe they hated the service department. Maybe they hated the salesperson. Just any of that stuff. Go, okay, I completely get them. I'll make sure I'll raise that to, I'll, I'll uh, elevate to that to my manager. Listen to what they have to say. And they'll tell you how to sell the car. They'll tell you how to sell the appointment. Okay? Now, once you do that and you listen to all that, get the appointment out of the customer. Make sure you put all your information in the uh data mining tool that you're using, Automotive Mastermind, Auto Alert, or whatnot, and make sure you put that information in the CRM, okay? 
If you're not the customer that's assigned to that salesperson because you got an orphan owner, if you're not the salesperson assigned to that customer, make sure you have the manager switch that customer over into you, okay? That's one of the ways you can do it. Some of the data mining tools look at service customers that come into the dealership that have not serviced the vehicle with you or haven't bought the vehicle from you but serviced their vehicle with you. So they either purchased a pre-owned vehicle from somewhere else or a new car from somewhere else and they just do all the service with you, okay? Now this is prime pickings because there's a lot of them. Um, might be customers that come from out of state or whatnot. So the other way you could do that is you could send them a trade appraisal, whatever y'all use, Kelly Blue Book, Trade and Valet, send them that information and <clears throat> send them an email the day before, hey, I see you're gonna come into the dealership. Looks like you've not purchased a vehicle from us. Um, what I'd like to do is when your vehicle comes in, in, in the email or in the text message or whatever it may be, put that information out there. I'd like to take a look at your vehicle, uh, see what it's valued at, or you, if I was to make it possible, what kind of vehicle would you be looking to replace it with if it's all possible? Just, I just want a chance, I just want to see if it's possible, I just want to buy your vehicle. And then just put that information out there and they'll, they'll feed back to you, they'll tell you from there. But that's the service to sales that you, the customer hasn't purchased a vehicle from you. So that is prime, prime, prime inventory, okay? The other one is, is customers that come into the dealership that you know, typically don't have an appointment, um, that just kind of just show up and the service manager gets handed them off. And they obviously know that this vehicle is beyond repair or they put the customer in, the, in, the, in, in their service department and um, the customer goes, well, that's just too expensive to get it fixed. And you know at that point in time, your service manager, if you've taught them wisely or if they've, they've been good, the service advisor would then say, hey, look, you know, if we, if we can't do the service here, can we sell you a car? And then you carry it on from there. And that's where you get introduced as the, you know, the vehicle exchange manager. And a lot of these key things that I'm telling you is just simple stuff. It's not very hard. But what it does is this customer, here's, here's the, the mindset behind it. When you call a customer that's an internet lead, it's not a cold call, it's a warm call, or it's a semi-lukewarm call. Um, it's not really a warm, but it's not a cold call because the customer obviously made the inquiry into you, but it's kind of awkward. A customer that does service with you, whether it be they you sold the previous vehicle or you've serviced, they've continually serviced from you, but they never bought from you, um, that's more of a warm customer. They're warm with the dealership. They've seen the facility. They're, they understand everything that's going on. And so that's where it's easier to sell that customer. The other thing about service to sales is, is it's your most highest profit, highest grossing deals. When you get an internet lead, you're in the, uh, it's a dog eat dog world. You're, you're one of very many that are going to try to earn that customer's business and you're having to strip it out or, or you know, fight to get them in the dealership or be you know completely transparent there's nothing wrong with that i agree with I, I honestly believe you should be completely transparent but here's the deal a customer that is in the service department isn't in market yet so they haven't done the they haven't had the time to do the research they haven't done a lot of stuff so what you're doing is you're bringing them into market so they have no clue what their trading value is worth they have no clue what prices are for the vehicles and what you're doing is you're bringing them into market so it's a it's it's genius. What it does is it just it creates that gross profit for you. It creates a, a deal, a warm customer for you, and that's the key reasons why. If I had to go back into selling cars, I would do service to sales. It's just it's one of those things that uh, it's not it's an untapped market wherever you you go at. And the reason why is is because most salespeople are very uncomfortable. Um, I think most salespeople I could be wrong are introvert by heart. 
they're very introvert they don't want to talk to people and what they do is they create this um uh, thing that you know they want the customer to come to them they want everything to be be for them and that's what a lot of salespeople do do in the car business do do but um with that being said and i, I man i say that a lot but with that being said um, the thing is, is you want to bring that customer into market before they're ready to come into market. I um, mean, it just makes sales that much easier. Okay. Um, let's see. I, there's a couple things I want to talk about. Oh, next thing is, is get with your used car manager, map out a game plan for every month. You don't have to get too detailed in it and make sure you give them their time or whatnot. But what you want to do is you want to map out a game plan that makes it very easy for you. Know the exact vehicles that they're looking for. The other thing is get with your service director, your service uh, manager, and have them give you uh, the, if you know what vehicles are coming in the next day, for instance, I work at an Infinity dealership. If I know a customer's coming in and they're driving a QX70 or a QX50 or a QX80, and I'm specifically looking for those vehicles, um, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna put a, if I can get a whiteboard or something like that, say, hey, looking for 2000, and I'm gonna put the exact years of what their vehicles are before they come into the dealership. Uh, so that way they look at it and they go, well, I have a 2015 QX80. Can y'all take a look at mine while I'm here? Uh, and that creates more actual business for you and you're the person. You can put your phone number there and say, hey, just ask for Tony, ask for John, ask for you know Mark or whatever, maybe whenever you, uh, whenever you put your whiteboard up and put your name there because uh, the good thing about that is, is it creates um, it creates free advertisement for you when they come to the dealership and, it, and, and it's and it's not manipulative but it's reading it's getting the customer to think that that their vehicle is of value to you or is of a necessity to you even though you knew that they were going to come in from the get-go and you already put the vehicle up there so you've already kind of pre-framed the customer's mind. It's not, it's one of those things, man. It's just, it's, it makes all the differences in the world, these key little things. Um, am I perfect about this? No, do we do it at my dealership? Not yet, but I'm trying to get those processes in place. So anyways, but this service to sales brings so much more business to you. Um, there's some dealerships that they ride over, you know, 5,000 uh, ROs a month. Well, that's 5,000 potential customers that come into the dealership that aren't being talked to by a salesperson. You don't get, there's no dealership out there that gets 5,000 internet leads. It's damn near, it's impossible. I work for Fred Haas Twitter World. We got 1,600 internet leads, roughly 2,000 internet leads a month, new and used. This is just insane about how many customers come in through the service drive that do service with you that you haven't sold. It's prime, prime, prime picking. So um, with that being said, I don't think I really have too much more. Um, use your CRM, you know, make sure you're communicating through your CRM, sending out text messages, uh, emails, so on and so forth to the customer. Um, even if you're using a data mining tool, use those tools that you have, whether it be a trade-in valet or a um, Kelly Blue Book or whatnot, use those tools in order to intrigue the customer to come into you. And also always check with your, service, your sales manager and your GSM, you know, inform them, hey, I want to be a... a, a vehicle exchange liaison or vehicle exchange manager or vehicle exchange salesperson uh, and that way it makes it very simple very easy uh, the other thing is I would make sure I every customer that came into the dealership that you didn't get to put hands on I would get their email address or their, te their, their text messaging and I would send them whatever you may use Kelly Blue Book or Trade and Valley send them the website 
That way, therefore, they can link into it and fill that out and give you the, all the information on their vehicle. It generates a lead for you. It generates a customer for you. And now that's your customer for as long as you use it or you, or you work it. So a lot of key, key, key features that y'all need to remember whenever it comes to just don't think inside the box. Think outside the box when it comes to that kind of stuff, you know? Make sure you go out there and talk to every customer. Uh, go down there every once in a while and, you know, bring the coffee down there. Bring the water. You know, just sit there and chill before you even start proposing a car to them. You know, don't go down there and bum rush them. Say, hey, look, you just talk to them for a little bit, um, just about personal life. And then that's when you sit there and they're going to ask, you know, what you do for the dealership. And that's when you tell them you're the vehicle exchange manager or the vehicle exchange uh, liaison or director or whatever it may be. Um, but... This episode is probably not going to be that long. I'm running out of things to say. Um, I'll give you all a little insight about what's going on at my dealership. That way you all can understand uh, my struggle is real. Um, so one of the things is, you know, my manager that was in there was writing these blacked out packages, was doing these blacked out packages on these vehicles and wasn't having them paid. Well, I learned today that these blacked out packages are charged to the deal. So therefore... Um, that's why they haven't been paid. So I gotta get with my controller and make sure that those get paid. But there's a lot of things that have happened that have kind of uh, um, become more aware to me. For instance, I like to call it a floating trade. I don't know if that's exactly the verbiage for it, but the sales manager that was there, he was floating the trade until he saw how the deal went back into finance, and then he'd put a true, but a true, put a true ACV on the trade. So with that, there's a lot of things that have happened that are, are that have brought to light, and you know, have actually, when you think you know it all, you don't know it all, and that have expanded my knowledge in the car business. I'm not by heart or by trade even a used car manager, but I will tell you this much: this has brought a lot of light to you know what vehicles need to go auction, what vehicles I'd like to keep, you know, doing a um, steady, um, what is it called? Um, trade walk with all the vehicles that come in and just getting to know my service managers and my, and my riders a little bit more and it's made me real knowledge in everything that I've done um, but with that being said those are the, some of the things I'm going through I'm going through growing pains as it is you know I have salespeople that typically uh, try to sell me more than they try to sell the customer and there's nothing wrong with that um, because I know they want to put me together along with the, um, the customer but at the end of the day, there's a lot of training things that I need to do. You know, I have some finance manager. They want me to pr propose products, but we're not training the salespeople on those products. So there's a lot of moving parts that I'm trying to bring together and trying to create a good team, make them gel, and make them vibe. But the only issue I'm running into is I'm the only sales manager. So there's no other sales manager at the desk to help me out. So it's been a very, very um, tiring, okay, to say the least. Um, it's brought a lot of things to light for me. Um, but mainly, you know, it's expanded me and made me grow. You know, I could have caved, I could have said no, but it's expanded me, and expanded me and made me grow as a manager, have a lot more respect for used car managers, made me have a lot more respect for our service managers or service riders, um, my GM, um, salespeople as a whole, because I think for the longest time, the salespeople at this dealership um, have been, you know, pooped on and haven't been given the... Um, you know, the proper training and the, and the stuff that they need to be successful. So with that being said, guys, I'm pulling into Gringo's. Yes, I'm going to have me a margarita. I think I thoroughly deserve it um, because I've been working my butt off. 
Um, but with that being said, guys, you know this could be the hardest five-figure business or the easiest six-figure. Um, we all win when we all win, so don't keep this information to yourself. Share it with everybody. That's the only way you're going to be successful. You know, you think you have job security when you keep the information to yourself. All you're doing is you're, you're slowly uh, creating your own death. So I love you guys. Peace out. Uh, make sure you share this podcast with anybody and everybody that you know. And uh, just do whatever you can and be sell cars. It's, it's getting, you're, you're in closeout mode and it's the end of the month. So my next episode is going to be something on training. If you want something you want to listen to, make sure you DM me, private message me. But I love you guys. All right. Peace. Thank you.